Okay, so we are back. This We're is back. episode two of our A Place for Us. We've actually read the book this time. Did you read it? I read it. I read it like really quickly. I, I loved also this book. Ravenously read this oh book. Oh my god. It was everything I hoped it would be. Honestly, just like devoured it. I have so much to say. I can't wait to hear what you thought about it. I also, I, I genuinely love this book. I feel like it was everything that I wanted it to be, but like better. I don't so think I better. could overemphasize how much you should read this book if you have not already read this book. Read it immediately. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. I, well, I was going to say I laughed, I cried. I feel like I mostly cried, but I also felt all of the things. I just really, I couldn't put it down. It, I don't know, I feel like, how would you describe it kind of stylistically? Because it's not like a chronological book at all. The way it kind of jumps around from time to time. It can be a little confusing when you start. So I'd say if you haven't read it yet and you're kind of listening to us, you're still trying to decide whether to read it before we give spoilers read it um if it didn't grab you immediately kind of once you get the sense of who the players are and kind of the basic storyline i think you'll be wowed i mean from like genuinely right from the beginning of the book it starts talking about the wedding mm-hmm. and the drama and what was, wedding doesn't have drama i mean i hope mine won't but i hope yours it already does so much drama i was gonna say every wedding has drama if only the planning of it and people being like why are you not planning my ideal wedding that's true other people seem to care so much they do they have a lot of opinions. Like, go and get your own divorce. Agreed. But anyway, the book was fantastic. I really, really, really liked it. I'm so excited that we got to give a do a book giveaway for this book. Whoever gets this book, you are in. I'm so jealous. Yeah, I, I wish I had gotten this book. Do you ever feel that way when you finish a book and you're like, I wish I could read that for the first time all over again. Yeah. I'm never going to get that moment back. I also, I feel like this is a book I will actually reread at one point. Definitely. And I actually feel like it's worth saying too. Um, Brandy and I have been talking about a little bit offline how... You know, sometimes we do audiobooks, sometimes we do just reading the, you know, true book version of this. How did you read it or how did you experience it? I did it? this audiobook. You did audiobook? Yeah. Okay. Did you read it, read it? I also did audiobook, oh. so it's not a good comparison in this case. But the audiobook was fantastic. The audiobook was fantastic, and I do think... I believe moving forward, we're going to try to kind of split it up. But this one, the audiobook was fantastic. So if you're someone you like to listen to books, this is a good one to pick up. However, I will say, like, this is an audiobook that I listened to. And after the fact, I wanted to go actually just buy the book because I felt like I would come back to it. And I wanted to read it and be able to get kind of more into the details and kind of see... You know, sometimes when you're listening to it, you miss some stuff. And That's true. I definitely experienced it very emotionally. I cried so many times reading this book, yeah. if only internally, but, like, I felt it. Oh, no. I cause, So I walk to work, and I like to listen that to That would my, make me cry, too, for well, sure. No, I listen to my audiobook when I'm walking to work, because I feel like it's, it's it a, kind of yeah, it's decompresses me before I get to work in the morning, and then decompresses me when I have to get leave work obviously yeah you can kind of my job's really stressful but it's not that bad i mean all jobs are stressful just ask ask ignatius oh yeah ignatius riley from confederacy of dunces in case you missed that one um but i think that the, the thing that i really liked about the audiobook is the people that they chose to be the characters in the book were 
perfect and made it even better because I feel like you got an extra like field of depth into like those those people's perspective definitely and it was kind of like I mean for me we all have our different you know books that we like but I love books that are told in different narratives where you, you know, kind of each character it jumps to, you're like, I am on your side. I feel for you. I totally get it. And then you, you know, someone else that you're maybe feeling a certain way about, like Rafiq comes to mind, the dad in this book, hearing about him from his children's perspectives, I was so judgmental and so critical of him and felt so upset with the way that he treated them Mm -hmm. and then you know near the end of the book the last portion of the book is from his perspective and he ended up being one of the most sympathetic and lovable characters and I didn't expect that but I do love those books where you can actually feel like everyone has their own story to tell and Mm it you know it all comes if not full circle at the end, but you have this really deep sense of understanding at the end, which is so tragic to the way that everyone misunderstands each other and their intentions. Yeah. I mean, I think that that was one of the really tough things about this book is that you got to see everyone's inner dialogue. And And the way they felt. Yeah. And and you just, I mean, there were certain points in the book where I just wish that they told each other what we were able to hear. Say it out loud, Amar. I know, but... (laughs) I mean, weren't you just like, I was so incredibly impressed with how insightful the author must have been. To yeah. Come how up old with did you stuff. say she was? She's 27. That's when she crazy. Wrote, probably a little younger when she wrote this book. Ugh, and it's not to only. say that I don't feel like I was that insightful at that age. It's just that her ability to articulate it in such an incredible way. I mean, I don't think that you could read this book and not love it. I don't think that it matters what kind of book you like to read. I don't that think this that you could, would resonate with you. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that you could read this book and not love it. It was, it, it just, it was such an intimate portrait and you could see people you knew or parts of yourself or, you know, there was something relatable about every character and Definitely. even their, how flawed they were, but how innocent they were in all of those flaws. Like all of it was just really beautiful. It really was. And it like kind of to your point about being able to see yourself in different characters all of the characters are so different and I definitely think there's some that I could relate to more than others but every single one even the ones that I would say like oh this person's so different from me Mm -hmm. there was a certain moment in any of their lives or the way that they felt which I could probably articulate for each character where I just like had to stop listening in my case because I was so like triggered just feeling like I have felt that way before or I know what this character is going through and that is just what the best books do is like transport us to you know past memories in our life and where we feel like we can really relate to these people so yeah I mean can't rave enough like a 10 out of 10 loved this book so much i agree and i i mean i also think that in reading this it's almost parts of it are almost hard to read because they make you look at yourself in a critical way it's not a critical way like being critical of you it's just like you have to kind of take a look at your own life and actions in a way that's almost difficult to do Mm -hmm. because I think that it's easy to always paint yourself as the hero of your own story. Of course. And we're all the good guy. You're all the good guy. And you know, it's other people's actions that have been impactful to you, but, and, and 
I think that's one of the things that I just love so much about reading in general is it enables you to kind of see the world from other people's perspectives and especially in books like this where it introduces you to the protagonist initially and you're so sympathetic towards the protagonist um it's Amir right is Amar 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 you're so sympathetic to Amar in this book when it starts that you just can't imagine that there's anyone else in this book that you would be sympathetic to. And yeah, then you're start... like, I relate to him. Like, this yes. poor guy. Beginning of the novel, it's like his super conservative, strict family where it's like nothing is accepted and he's come back to, as like kind of the prodigal son to this yeah. wedding of his sisters and you really feel really bad for him. And, you know, I can say my assumptions starting it was this is just like a a family that is so strict with maybe no reason to be or mm-hmm. um, that's definitely not the case but that was you know walking into it I definitely expected to relate to him the yeah. most and that changed well I think it's also one of those things that you look at you know if, I mean people I think have a hard time relating to um, the immigrant experience if you're not an immigrant and so or I mean generally like larger than that I think that it's really tough to see the world from people's perspectives when their background and history is different than yours. And so you have this narrative of people from that background being conservative and strict and whatever. And so you, you make these assumptions because I think you, when you start seeing the book from a Mars perspective, you're like, oh, here's this person who's just trying to live out like a modern American man and they won't accept him because he has derivated from whatever is customary for them. And you, you, I mean, you just put it into like the narrative that you expect it to be, but she does such a beautiful job of painting the picture for all of these people and what, what life is like when you come into some place and you have an expectation for how it should be and it doesn't end up that way, which is like life for everybody. It is. And it is so interesting from the parents' perspective, particularly because a lot of the things they do two and four their children end up being so like the cause of conflict like for example Amar like his mom no one loves Amar more than his mom does except you know maybe his dad because everything they do is out of love but everything that they do that is out of love ends up being the things that push him away which is so ironic but also so tragic where they just fail to understand him because they have this sense of what his life should be and what he needs to do in order to be happy and because Mm -hmm. of that pressure that is put on him it ends up pushing him away from the family completely and causing the biggest conflict of the novel which is his you know absence from the family and his inability to reunite and really be a part of them and feel accepted and like he belongs yeah both within his faith and his family unit and it is just it's really upsetting especially to see that everyone has the best of intentions and it ends up in and I should say like ends up we don't know I did like the fact in spoiler alert if you haven't read this right now stop listening I did like the fact that the book kind of ended on a question mark of will this family reunite it's not answered for us they don't make it easy but there's possibility there's definitely hope at the end of the book but there's also the sense of tragedy that things have gotten to this point and that it's all been such a misunderstanding when really everyone's motivations are guided by love. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, it's tough. It's really tough because I think when you're reading books when you're younger, the kind of young adult fiction, the reason it's so 
enjoyable for me is that it usually ends up with this like tidy bow and it's either I mean it's almost always a happy ending where there may be some you know, compromises but there's an end and you know that things are going to be okay now because this is the way all the, the questions book... have been answered exactly but you don't this book does not answer all of your questions for you it just kind of progresses the way that life progresses where things seem kind of okay but you don't actually know what's going to happen next and like you said, I mean, the dad's character is so sympathetic. And I think at the very end, as he kind of softens in his older age and starts being able to relate to his grandchildren and seeing them as people that he doesn't necessarily have to be responsible yeah, for. Yeah, he doesn't have to discipline them. He's not yeah. in charge of them. He can just love them. And I think that it, it enables him to be the kind of loving parent that he wanted to be but felt like he couldn't be because he felt like he needed to be this disciplinarian to he felt like it was his, his duty yeah. to make his children understand the way that they were supposed to act properly and he definitely had regrets and yeah. it yeah it was really really sad I don't know who would you say kind of overall if you have one who would you say you related to most in this book of all of the characters? I mean, you're going to judge me, but I feel like Hadia I related to the most. I am not going to judge you. Honestly, that's who I expected you to say. Yeah. So, like, I judge you for... Being self-aware. Exactly. <laughs> so, tell us more for those of us who don't know that you are, like, a selfless older sister. Well, no, I mean, I think that part of the things that I really related to in her was that because she's the eldest sibling, she felt like she took on more responsibility and she worked really hard and she loved her older, or she loved her other siblings. But she also kind of got the brunt of the, what she felt like was the discipline and she felt like her younger siblings were able to kind of get away with more. And so she simultaneously resented them and tried to shelter them a little bit. Yeah. And I think it was different because there was a middle child in this situation, which didn't exist in yeah, my life. Yeah, you didn't have that buffer. But it, it was like a weird buffer, and I'm... I, not a weird buffer, but I feel like it was hard. It was hard for Huda, who was the middle child, because she neither got the kind of attention that the old... And oh my god, I barely noticed got. Huda in this book. I felt bad for her the whole time, because I was like, who? Huda? I forget that you're here. Because you know, it's not even from your perspective. Of did, In Downton Abbey... Lady Edith. Oh, totally. <laughs> Didn't you remind oh, you of man. Lady Yeah, Edith? just like forgotten about plain. Poor Lady Edith. Poor Huda. I know. Um, but I mean, I think probably partly the fact that she was the older sister and she kind of had to kind of trailblaze a little bit in her family because she, you know, stopped wearing the hijab and she went to medical school and she did all of these things that weren't expected of her. And it's not like I made any of those kind of decisions in my life but also when you're the oldest child I think that you have to do things that your parents are maybe more uncomfortable with and then by the time the younger you have to siblings, like break the barriers for your younger siblings yeah and then I think that your parents tend to be a little bit more accepting of your younger siblings behavior and you feel like that's not fair because they get away with everything and you had to work really hard and not get away with anything um and so you know I but it, it paints such a picture of her that I think you saw the parts of her that were you know nice and noble and whatever and you also saw the parts of her that were 
petty and self-centered and I also saw those parts of myself where yeah I mean you can be very petty and self-centered but there was a part of it and I, I'm trying to remember exactly what the situation where was. she like sabotages Amar yes where she sabotages her younger brother because he was like studying all or she was trying to help him study for a test a spelling test a spelling test and he studied really hard for one night, but then he ended up cheating on the test. On just one word. On one word. And but he, he actually knew it. He just had cheated as like a preventative yeah, measure. Yeah, exactly. Just to like be sure. And she basically threw him under the bus and said, okay, like told her parents that he cheated because she was so pissed off that they were so happy for him and praised him and all this stuff when she worked hard all the time and didn't get that same praise. Right, like she would do that constantly and the praise would be, keep it up. Like this is expected, but because this person does the bare minimum and one time achieves your level, suddenly this person is being offered new shoes and this great reward and they're so special and it's hard not to feel sympathetic to her. Yeah, I mean, and I think... It's an, it's an older sibling thing, I think, because you feel like you work really hard and you don't necessarily get the, like, kudos that are due to you. Um, and your younger siblings don't necessarily work as hard, but then when they do, they get all of the rewards and praise that you wish you had. Mm-hmm. And so that part was relatable, but they talked about the mom and how, like, they didn't overpraise her on purpose and it was all, like, part of this... You know, everything, like you said, everything they did came out of love. And, you know, part of, like, them not overpraising her was that they didn't want to make their other siblings feel bad. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't know. The whole thing sucks. It sucks all around. Well, and it's interesting, too, because it always makes me think of the fact that oftentimes parents, like, and I think they even say this in the book. So, like, this is where my words of wisdom come from is they give more attention to the child who needs it. And the parents definitely feel like Amar, the youngest child who is kind of the problem child, needs the most support and attention. And they also, you know, the mom in particular kind of recognizes she has different children. They're motivated by different things. And Amar Mm -hmm. is someone who is so sensitive. And if you give him any negative feedback, he just shuts down. So the dad definitely does give Amar negative feedback and it just they butt heads throughout the whole novel because they just are not communicating in the same way. Mm -hmm. But Hadia, obviously, like, she is self-motivated and she just wants her parents' approval and they don't need to give her constant reassurance in Mm -hmm. order for her to succeed. So they don't give it to her. They focus more on Amar and it is just really sad because you can see how that affects Hadia and I mean she also she loves her brother so much she's kind of like a second parent to him Mm -hmm. but it's just sad too to see that kind of resentment but I think resentment between siblings is like the most natural thing in the world and I mean to have siblings is to love and also resent them like there's no other relationship I can think of where you're thinking I want to murder this person but I also would murder anyone that was you know, mean to them. Yeah. Like, I think that kind of love and loyalty only applies to a sibling. And it's just interesting how siblings also are the ones that betray each other, like the most yeah. astronomical levels. Well, I don't think that, I mean, people can't betray you unless they're close to you. It's true. Like, you, you have to have some kind of commitment there or like understanding there to be able to 
yeah and wreak like, havoc on someone's sorry life. to circle back to Downton Abbey but it really but reminded applicable. me of when Lady Mary the eldest sister totally sabotaged Edith on her wedding like as if she day. doesn't already have everything Come I know. on Mary and then said like oh you know she has like an illegitimate child right oh oops you didn't know that sorry I'm a bitch now everybody knows and then afterwards she was like oh my god I totally fucked up her entire life I'm the worst person like sorry my bad kind yeah. of like I wanted to say it but I didn't want it to actually ruin your life I just wanted people to know that like I was better than you and there yeah. is this weird like a sibling's if the other sibling is getting more praise and attention, it feels like it's at your expense. Totally. It never feels like it can it's happen. Deserved, like, yeah. this is their moment and I'm going to let them have it. You're like, nope. they're having a moment. Let me ruin it for them so the attention can come back to me. It's so If weird. you're an only child, you know, clap your hands. You're very lucky. We ruin each other's lives. Yeah. That is kind of bizarre. I wish, I mean, I think that it's, I, I don't know. If you have, like, a fantastic relationship with your sibling and you don't want to tear their head off occasionally, please clap your hands. Like, <laughs> let me know you. how that yeah. happens. Um, well, I feel like I have to take up four to, like, the younger sibling side of things. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Do you want to take a break for a second? But I definitely need another drink. So let's pause. Some tea. Yeah, I mean, some hard Long Island iced tea. <laughs> or something. refreshed i feel super refreshed tay is a really good drink it is actually and i feel like since it's fall and cold i'm starting to get kind of chilly all the time and so i like, it feels seasonally it appropriate. does feel seasonally appropriate i have this like kind of spiced chai tea with a little bit of soy milk it's delightful well it sounds lovely i just have you know this a chai tea sans soy milk do you want to um, talk about the plight of the younger siblings? I have nothing I mean, to add to this. Do I ever? Because <laughs> honestly, younger siblings have it way harder than older siblings. Just going to say not that I'm biased. Um, I will say I kind of felt torn between kind of both Hadia and Amar. I will say like, Huda, did you even exist? I'm sorry, middle siblings. But like this middle sibling got no attention in this book. Was there any... I mean, the book was told from multiple people's point of view. It was, it was never told from Huda's. Oh, okay. Which is that why we forget her. about her. Like, she actually was a very reliable person, but she wasn't really talked about at all in this book. She was boring. Well, I mean, not her fault. Maybe we heard her side of things. I bet she would have had stuff to say. But I will say, you know, I think you've already talked about the parts of Hadi. I would say I connect to you also. But what I will say for the younger sibling, I definitely could connect to certain parts of Amar specifically what do you do when you have an older sibling who has already been successful and has already done everything right how do you shine and how do you compare and how do you live up to that there's nothing you can do so then you start to feel like why even try like what is the point I can't ever do this as well as they do and I definitely can relate to that too having an annoying older sister like you who's like hey I'm gonna be smart and athletic and like popular and like do great at just about everything and then even if you come into the world like pretty talented you're like well I don't think I can do all of that and even if I do I'm just measuring up so what's the point so I think that's very demotivating yeah I also think 
for someone like Amar, who things didn't come quite as easy to as, you know, it did for Hadia or maybe Huda, like that just made him totally shut down. And it did, obviously, it got him more attention from his parents because they wanted him to succeed. But I could definitely relate to those parts of him, too, where it's like, I mean, honestly, what's the point? Just like if you can't win you might as well lose with like vigor and just be like I'm going to fully rebel yeah I mean I actually can totally see it from that perspective because I feel like I'm such a competitive person that if I felt like there was no chance of winning Mm -hmm. I feel like I also would have gone the same way I don't think that it would have lend to my competitive spirit but I think it kind of puts you at a disadvantage especially when you're younger because if you're looking at your older sibling who's you know three four five years older than you that's a long time when you're young like that's a long time to progress in terms of your skill set there's so much farther ahead of you totally just developmentally and so you're looking at them and the things they're able to do and like you feel like they're your peer but developmentally, they're so far ahead of you that it feels like they're just better or smarter. Mm-hmm. When in reality, I'm sure they were like at your level-ish when they were your age, but you don't have the ability to see that, you know? Right, and I think one of the benefits to being the older sibling is you truly get to blaze your own trail. Yeah. And when you are a younger sibling, you are being compared to someone that has already done things. So even if it was a positive comparison, like... You know, the people that are the most lucky are the ones that have the older siblings that are total screw-ups. Where they're like, yeah, where you're like, so, I mean, older brother Billy is just (laughs) over there doing meth, etc. And, like, meanwhile, I am, you know, not working and not succeeding. And I don't know how to read, but I'm not doing meth. So, like... You know, you're then the success story. So it's all about comparison. And how can anyone compare to Hadia, who is like... Golden child. Total golden child. Like, brilliant and, like, just loyal and caring and all good qualities. Probably her only negative quality is that... And quote-unquote negative is that she wants things for herself. And the things that she does that are... She feels are selfish are just her carving out time for what she thinks is important Mm -hmm. and actually valuing herself over sometimes her family and her friends, which actually is a healthier way of living. So, I mean, sorry, Amar, I get it. And like Kudo, we don't even know who you are. You poor thing. (laughs) Hang in there. It gets better, I guess. It, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea what happens for Huda in this story. And I really, she seems fine. She seems fine. We don't hear from her. So how would we ever know? I don't know. And I felt like that was a kind of bizarre choice from the author's perspective, not to give any information. Truly tells the story from every perspective except the middle child. Yeah. And I thought, like, why was she even there if we're not (laughs) going to hear? Well, I don't mean that in a mean way. The familiar refrain of all (laughs) middle siblings. Why are they (laughs) even there? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I mean, it did did seem like she was an unnecessary addition to the story. Story, mm-hmm. but maybe, if only to be a buffer between Amar and Hadia. Yeah, but it's like she didn't need to be. Like she contributed nothing to the plot, really. I think yeah. that, that probably is my only qualm with the story. Although it may have been intentional, just to point out how middle children get so overlooked. It, it probably is what it was about, but yeah, I definitely sometimes found myself forgetting that she existed, and then being like, "Oh right, Huda." 
hang in there, Huda. I don't know what you're doing, but, you know, Team Amar and or Hadia, depending on the chapter and who's doing what. I know. I did really like the Ali family also. Yeah. How did you feel about, well, I would say the respective romances because Abbas and Hadia. Yeah. And then also Amar and... Oh my god, why can't I think of... Mira? Thank you. There's so many A names. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, how did you feel about those romantic relationships? I loved all of them because I just love a good, like, budding romance. But it made me genuinely sad. Well, because so, spoiler alert, stop listening now if you haven't read... <gasps> spoiler. Stop listening for, like, 15 seconds. Okay. Yep. So, when a boss dies in a tragic car accident and everyone's hearts are broken... It made me feel so badly for um, Hadia because I think she never got the chance to express how she felt to him in a way that um, Amar and Amira had that opportunity to kind of talk to each other. And I think, like, that's almost the purest type of love is when you just love someone from a distance. And, and when it's unrequited. Well, and I don't think it necessarily was unrequited. I because think he could have loved her back. Yeah. But it just you never really knew it never got a chance to be so it never got a chance to fall apart mm-hmm. and I think you you do nothing but kind of pine for and regret that kind of love because you always think like what if I you know what if I'd had that conversation what if I'd done whatever what if I tried to make it work with this person but then that relationship loses its magic if that makes any sense it does. I think like when you look back at I look back at when I was young young and you have crushes on people and you just really feel like they're amazing and you love them. Mm-hmm. But then you never talk to them or you never actually tell them or, you know, something happens and they move away and you think... You like, never have the chance to see where it would go. Yes. But those are always the people that you think about so The fondly. one that got away. I mean, not even the one that got away, but like they had no chance... You had no chance to see their flaws. So it's like untainted. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely... I mean, I felt for Amira and Amar, but honestly, I didn't really care that much about their relationship. For some reason, I was just like, yeah, this is doomed from the start. And I never really, I expected to feel more connected to their relationship. Abbas and Hadia, for some reason, that one made me really, really sad. I think also because it was quieter and it seemed like it was developing really naturally. And it Mm -hmm. was something that it felt real in that it could have really gone somewhere eventually. And then it was cut so short. Like you said, you never got to see what would happen. And I'm sure if, you know, things had progressed, it, you know, things would have taken a turn as they always do, or, you know, nothing would have ever remained that pure, but because it kind of cut off before things really got started, it seemed so tragic. And for Hadia, like that was, I think her first realization of, she puts everyone before herself. She puts, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that she needs to put her community and her family and, you know, her parents and her faiths, like, rules ahead of what would make her happy. Mm-hmm. She realizes what she's lost by taking up that stance and it makes yeah. her actually start to question what is the most important thing to her. And, you know, as we see later in her life, she... You know, it's not like she does a total 180 and turns into a complete rebel, but she does start to consider things like, you know, going to medical school farther away and getting married to someone that is not an arranged marriage. Like, she does make decisions that are independent decisions for herself yeah. later in her life, and I think it's very informed by 
kind of that early loss of her quote-unquote yeah. first love. Do you think that that was also more relatable because it was told from, like, the perspective of a woman? Maybe. Because I think about that sometimes. Did like, you like, feel like it was more relatable than the Amara Mira relationship? I did, but only because, I, I mean, I think looking at it from an outside perspective now, I think that the reason I found it relatable was because it was from a woman's perspective. And so I could see myself in that situation. Whereas in Amara's situation, I just kept thinking, like, Get your shit together. Get your shit together. I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, but I also have this thing in my mind where I feel like that's probably how men actually process and think about things. And I think she probably did a good job of, of trying to portray that in a realistic way. But I think from the perspective of someone trying to read from his, his perspective, I was just like, come on, dude. Like, what are you doing? You're making mistakes. Like, why are you doing this? But I also think, Sometimes maybe men's brains just work a little bit differently than women's brains. And he's not being ridiculous. It's just that he can't see the world the way that Amira, his love, sees the world. And so he had a hard time trying to kind of become, I don't know, not like become the man that she wanted, but like have a relationship that was a healthy, productive relationship and start working towards that. Well, I definitely felt... I th- I thought the tragedy of their relationship was not the fact that they, you know, didn't end up together because I didn't actually feel that they were right for each other, but the fact that they could never know or be themselves with each other. Yeah. Like, Amar is constantly trying to put on a show. Like, I'm going to do well in school, so I'm worthy of a mirror. Or I'm going to, like pretend I'm not going to tell her that I drink and smoke and do all of these things because I know she wouldn't approve of that. So he was trying very hard to be the man that he thought she wanted. Yeah. And she was trying so hard to be the person that her parents needed and wanted her to be. Mm-hmm. But I don't think either of them ever loved each other for who they were. I think that they were just so focused on projecting this false image to each other that it's like they never really got a chance to get to know each other which I don't know maybe they had a spark that you know if these other things hadn't been involved maybe they would have connected but I just I felt I never felt like it was real I felt like it was fake the whole time so I never I don't want to say I didn't care but when they broke up I was like okay bye I don't know if I 100% agree on that because I feel like what percent would you say agree I don't know like 75. Okay, let's hear the 25%. Because in the beginning, how they met was Amira came up to him and, like, broke those barriers and was really rebellious and, like, went over to him during the, you know, gender-segregated party and was like, hey, what's up? Call me sometime, basically. Wink, wink. And, And he was like, oh, my gosh, like, she's rebellious and, like, we relate on that and, like, I think she's so beautiful and wonderful. And I think that... They, had they been honest about who they were, they maybe could have made it work. Because I think that I think that neither one of them were, like you said, able to be themselves. And so they were both trying to be someone that they weren't. And so I don't think that they got the opportunity necessarily to see if they're if they could love each other in a genuine way because they were I think that they both genuinely loved each other, but I don't think that they liked who they were when they were with each other. And I, I think hear you. that makes things hard because I think you can probably love somebody and want to be with them, but like the person that you feel like you need to be around them isn't a person that you love yourself. Yeah. You know? I think that makes sense. And 
most likely they were a more realistic version of Cory and Topanga. Oh my god. I Corey just I do love a happy ending and I think you probably hit the nail on the head where I think what they've what frustrated me about them is I felt like they didn't bring out a good side of each other, yeah. at least as they got older. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, kind of the Abbas and Hadia relationship, it seemed like, he, you know, he made her a little braver mm-hmm. and made her feel more herself. And yeah. I mean, we never got to hear things from his perspective, but he was kind of a wild child and yeah. seemed more respectful and calm around her so it did seem like a relationship that was really grounded in something very real but didn't it seem like that's like the exact like pole of what Amar and Amira could have been it's just that Amar like ended up not having him as like a guidepost anymore because I think that he wanted to be like a boss and he saw like how a boss was rebellious but like still able to kind of walk the line between Mm -hmm. what his community expected of him and living the life that he wanted and I think that that he wasn't able to kind of embrace that in the way that Abbas was able to embrace it. And I think had he been able to, that maybe that relationship could have worked the same way. But it seems like a very similar dynamic. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, I definitely can see the connection. And it is just sad that none of them worked out. Although, you know, Hadia does get married and it seems like the yeah. man she ends up picking for herself. She seems happy. She doesn't seem wildly in love but it seems like she's found a good partner for herself which at the end of the day that's probably the best any of us can ask for that seems like i mean trying to find somebody that you're wildly in love with to like stay wildly in love with forever is probably not feasible long term no there's nothing i'm wildly in love with forever i think about the things i wildly loved 10 years ago and i'm like like what what did you wildly love 10 years ago i don't know like like Goldschlager. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wildly loved Goldschlager? No, but I was like, like, "Wow, I have questions." <laughs> Stoli blueberry and Sprite. Oh my god, that was your jam. I loved that drink, and now I think back about it, and I'm like, "Ew." Ew, who Ew, let me do that? Why did I do that all the time? But I freaking loved that drink. And I would tell everyone, this is the best cocktail. You're going to love this. Oh my god, should we pick a book around Stoli blueberry with Sprite? Can you even think of a book that would go with that? What if book anyone would has a suggestion for Stoli vodka and spray? It needs to be a Russian book. Oh yeah, probably. What's a Russian book you haven't read? All of them? No, I mean I've read Crime and Punishment. I've read War and Peace. I think you show those... off. Well, no, I, ooh, I'm thinking ooh, the ooh, books ooh. that I had to read in school. Let's read um, Anna Karenina. Oh, but have like, you ever, I haven't, I've always wanted to read it, but I never have because it's very thick. I've tend to steer right? away it's from super very long. thick things, but well, I, hey. <laughs> just kidding. I, um, have read the first like six pages multiple times, but How I How are the first six pages? Oh, it's great. Um, it starts with, um. Anna. It's, it's a quote and it says, all happy families are happy in the same way and all unhappy families are unhappy in their own way first of all something like that you've definitely read the first six pages multiple times if you can remember the first line of the book well it's so memorable Second of all, that totally applies to the book we just read yeah yeah which is yeah and i think that's 
that is just very wise. And Isn't we should it? totally it's read so that poignant. book. You got me hooked. Okay. Because no yeah, I'm like, spray. Well, let's do it. Um, Can I just do like straight stoli? Or just straight stoli. Hold the spray. Yeah, we'll have caviar crackers and maybe, you know, we'll even upgrade. There's like a vodka fresh or something. Probably. Uh, We'll figure it out. If anyone has good, you know, Russian any recipes, drinks. Not borscht. Why? You don't like it? I don't like beet soup. I like beets, but I don't think I've ever had borscht. What? Why would I have? It's not like, well, I have been to Russia, but only very briefly. And, like, it was crossing the border just to get alcohol. And I was in the back of a cab that had no seats. So that's fun. And I remember being like, this is very sketchy, but worthwhile to get cheap vodka. That's similar to my one Russian vodka. story. What's your Russian story? I was not in Russia, but I, like, booked this weird gig at the Russian consulate Okay. In Tell me more. San Francisco. And <laughs> what I'm was not the kick? Exactly sure. All I know is that me and like a bunch of other blonde women were given these Sounds costumes promising. that looked like Kill Bill outfits, like that yellow jumpsuit with the black stripies on the side. Huh. And it was some sort of a tech thing where they were like showing each other like new tech things. And we just had to walk around the Russian consulate dressed like we were in Kill Bill outfits taking shots Did of you... vodka. It's not. The worst job, I guess, but no, it's I mean, not. don't you feel like a traitor now? I digress. This was years ago. Do you still have the outfit, or you didn't get to keep? No, them? they kept it. I do have pictures though, which I will not post on the internet, but I'll show to you privately. Okay, I look forward to learning more about this, but I mean, we really went off on a tangent. I'm glad that we have at least picked, you know, one of our upcoming books. Yeah, it might take me a minute to read that. I don't know if I can do that one in two weeks, but we'll, we'll see. We'll find a. I mean, we can do it over the holidays when we don't have to actually go to work. I mean, I'll be working, but sure. When, like, normal people have time off, that yeah. sounds good. Ooh, also, if, um, podcast friends, if you are thinking about reading along with us, I would highly recommend that you start reading Anna Karenina because it might take it might you take 14 time. years to get through the first six pages. Okay, so this is official. Like, it's happening. We're going to read it. At some point, yeah, I think so. We're going to read more than the first six pages. You're making a commitment here to our book club, and that commitment is sacred. I love book club. Okay. Anything and I've committed, I've never committed to anything the way I'm committing to book club right now. Okay. Well, I'm excited for that. Let's get back to a place for us because we did love this book and we read it. We don't know if we'll actually read Anna Karana. No, that's just kind of like you know, pipe dreams for now. I was looking on the internet right now to see if I could find that picture and I can't find it. So you're So SOL. if it's not on the internet, did it even happen? I'm going to go with a big fat no on that yeah, one. Well, it was a great story you told, but not believable. That's unfortunate. I'm sorry. I, to- I totally thought that like happened in real life, but I guess I was wrong. Well, what are you going to do? Maybe I just dreamed that whole thing. Is that the end of Anna Karenina where she's just like, and it was all a dream. I mean, if I it is, thanks for ruining the book. I hope salt not. Salt and pepper and something up in the limousine. I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else do we have to say about this book? Um, Should we give a reading, or did you have anything else you wanted to talk about other well, than how much we loved it, or I loved it? 
No, I loved Spoiler it. Alert. I loved it too. Um, I would give this book a solid 10 out of 10. I would recommend it. 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10. I... Wow. Well, so here's... it's like, this is like you would put on the list of books, like best books you've ever read. I or mean, just 10 out of 10. That, how long that list is. I feel like I have no gripes about this book. You Nothing that you wish would be different. Yes, there's nothing. If I was, if I was a... If someone asked me if they should read this book, I would always say yes. It doesn't depend on the person. Um... I think that regardless of what your tastes are, I think you would enjoy this book. It's a good read. It's a good story. You will learn something. Exactly. You will relate to someone. Yes. If not everyone. All accurate things. Yeah. What about you? What would you rate this book? It's funny. I've thought about this a lot because I was like, oh my God, I love this book. And sometimes when I love books, I'll then say, like, well, what are my favorite books? And do I love it as much as that? And I feel like those things, like, take time for me to see, like, will I remember this book in six months? Like, we'll see. Right now I will give it a, I'll say 9.1 out of 10 because I think it's higher (laughs) than a 9. Are we doing, like, figure skating So I'm pretty sure our last two books we've given, like, decimal point ratings, but... At least I have, because, like, I I feel better than a nine, but I'm not ready to move that much higher. I want to see how, you know, if it sticks the landing in six months' time, will I even remember these characters? That's fair. So, yeah, maybe a couple books down the line I'll tell you how it holds up. But for me, the mark of, like, a favorite book is one that sticks with me that I think about later on. But I will definitely say, kind of to your point, I could not have possibly enjoyed reading it more. Yeah. And... I do think there are certain things that I would have said, like, I wish were different, but I'm also aware of the fact that this is the author's very first book, and I can't believe that because it was so fantastic. I I will say there were certain things where I felt like, okay, yes, we've made this point seven or eight times, but I do love the point, so I don't mind hearing it, you know, seven or eight more times. Okay. But... It, I I think it could have been a hundred pages shorter and been like just a total gut punch where I'm glad it wasn't because I could have lived in this book forever, but it yeah. wasn't perfect, but it was everything. You're 9.1. So, you're so, <laughs> so much more critical than I am. But, uh, not, but like in critical. six months, I might be like, this is one of my favorite books ever. You put more thought into this than I did. I basically You're like, love, like, 10 out of 10. Yeah. But, <laughs> but also, I review everything that way. So if I go to a restaurant and I'm like, I ate all the food. I'm like, five stars. Five great, stars. Great food. That's so fun. I'm always thinking like, also, what if something better comes along? And then you've but given this a 10. No, it doesn't matter. I feel like you can have lots of... T- I mean, I give the taco place that I really like five stars. I also give French Laundry five stars. They both are excellent for their categories and for what they are. You have incited yourself into quite the hiccuping fit. You feel feel very passionate about this. So here's what it is. I don't judge things on an even scale. I judge them for what was your potential and did you reach your potential. Okay, so you felt like a 10 out of 10, this person reached their potential. Yes, I wasn't asking for anything that this book was not giving. So, you know, you are saying if you were to be the parents of Hadia and Amar, you'd be like, yeah, Hadia, I'm giving you a lower rating because your potential was so much higher than no, freaking Amar. because I think I'm not judging her on Amar's potential. I would have given 
given Hadia a 10 out of 10. Because you think she reached her yes, full potential. Yes, and I probably would have given Amar like a 7 out of 10. Because oh my I god, don't I would have given he... Amar like a 4 out of 10. I felt like he had so much potential and he just, he gave up on himself. Okay. Like he quit before he even. We've really digressed. Okay, so I know that we originally asked you guys to tell us what we should read, but I was Googling in the meantime and found this book called Killers of the Flower Moon, The Osage Murders and the Birth of the FBI by David Gran or Gran? One or the other for sure. And I cannot wait to read it. I'm so excited. So I'm going to make that my next book because it's my birthday and I get to pick the book. So that's what we're going to book. But at the same time, I still want you to send us books about um, Native people and on fiction, and we can maybe put it on our reading list in the future. I would also like to say that Brandy literally Googled Native American nonfiction still entertaining, and this was the first book that came up, and we were like sold. It hit all, it checked all the boxes. And so. it looks amazing. I'm so excited to read it. It wraps up several of my favorite genres. Also, I love a good story that's like history untold and you get to know the story behind the story. So I can't wait to read it. I'm really, really excited. Well, I hope you guys read it with us. Um, for our episode next week, we're just going to talk a little bit about the background of the book and introduce you to it. And then in a couple of weeks, we will have read it in its entirety. So get your reading glasses on unless you have perfect vision like Star. Yeah, and I mean... What are we going to drink to this? I feel like we're doing this very out of order. Oh, <sighs> uh, that's a good question. I'll, gonna... I'll think about it. Well, <laughs> I think it's based in like the 1900, early oh 19, turn of the century. So Prohibition should, times? Yeah, so it should be probably like one of the original cocktails. We, yeah, I was going to say we definitely can't prohibit ourselves again. We already had one sober reading and I can't do another. Maybe we should just do like straight... Um, moonshine moonshine. (laughs) i think that's the best way to go so you know killers of the flower moon shine moonshine oh my god perfect okay perfect next week we're drinking moonshine so straight out of the bathtub i hope you have low expectations (laughs) okay all right let's get lit